Welcome to the When I Am Weak podcast. My name is Bethany Sloan and I am your host. Today I wanted to talk about destiny and God's unique destiny for each of us um, in in our lives. Um, I have a lot of scripture verses um, today, so just bear with me as I go through um, all of my research and just reading of God's word and um, just trying to dig through this. Um, but first, um, I wanted to start with um, Luke uh, chapter 1, um, verses 28 through 38. Um, so the angel went to her, and that's Mary, Um, the mother of Jesus, the angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive in her six is in her sixth month for no word from God will ever fail I am the Lord's servant Mary answered may your word to me be fulfilled then the angel left her so um so I wanted to go over just that first part um when the angel says to Mary you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Um, I used to think that um, that Mary was one of God's favorites. Um, and I know this is a little bit of a tricky one um, when it comes to theology because there are people who believe that um, people like Mary is is a favorite and that we could never be equal with Mary because she was the mother of Jesus. Um, and so I, I hesitate to say this, but, um, but in my research, um, I found that we're really not, um, as different from Mary as we, as we think we are. Um, so I just wanted to dig in this in this scripture and and what this means um with you guys um so strong's definition for highly favored in this verse means to pursue with grace honor with blessing and favor um so so Mary was being pursued with God's grace and was being honored with blessing. 
And then um, the definition for the Lord is with you means um, that he is present to guide and to help. Um, so, so the angel was telling Mary that, um, that God was pursuing her with his grace and blessing and that he was going to be present to guide and help her. Um, and the, the Greek word um, for highly favored, um, I'm not going to try and say it because I will say it incorrectly, um, but uh, you can look it up. <laughs> I use uh, blueletterbible.com, so um, look up Luke one twenty eight. Click on highly favored and you'll see this Greek word. Um, and then um, there's other scripture verses uh, in that research um, with the same Greek word. It tells you where else in the Bible that same Greek word um, is located. And that same Greek word for highly favored um, is found in Ephesians 1. So let me just read Ephesians 1, uh, verses 4 through 6, um, and then I'll try and make the connection here. Um, so Ephesians 1, 4 through 6. For he, God, chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely, freely given us. So that phrase right there, freely given, is the same Greek word used for highly favored when the angel is talking to Mary. So, um, so Christ has highly favored us is, is what, Ephesians 1 is saying, which, um, which is a really cool connection because then, um, as I was thinking about that, um, I just thought really we are just as highly favored as Mary was. Um, we may not do anything as extraordinary as give birth to the son of God but God still highly favors us the same way he highly favored Mary and it tells us that in Ephesians 1 um, that through Jesus we we are highly favored the same way Mary was um So we, we are highly favored children of God to which God pursues us with grace and honors us with blessing, just like Mary. Just like Mary, God has a destiny, a plan and purpose for our lives to which he will always be with us, guiding us and helping us along the path that he has set before us. God doesn't play favorites. He favors us all. He has a destiny filled with joy 
for every single one of us who are his children and um, make the choice to um, follow him because he loves us. But I think we, we tend to downplay God's destiny for us by saying, I'm just an ordinary person. The evil one stops us from pursuing the big things God has for us by telling us we weren't chosen to do big things. We weren't chosen to be anything special. We are just ordinary. Mary was chosen to be um, the mother of Jesus. But, but sometimes I think we compare ourselves to the people of the Bible and think, well, we're not chosen um, like they are. So we're not as special as Mary. We're not as special as David or as Apostle Paul because um, because God chose those special people. He loves them more and we're just ordinary. We don't have any kind of special destiny like they did. But that's not what God says. God, um, in Ephesians 1, that it shows that that we are all chosen. We are all children of God. And so um, really, uh, we can do extraordinary things just like the people in the Bible, just like Mary, just like David, that God can use us in amazing ways. And it's not going to look exactly the same because every person's destiny looks different, but it, it doesn't mean that we're less than Mary or less than King David. Um, but um, when I think about Mary and I think about um, how she responded to that um, at the at the end when, Um, When she says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. I've always thought, well, of course I would say the same thing if God chose me to do something, you know, like if, if I was chosen to do something special, yeah, I would, I would reply that way too. Like I'd say, yeah, God, I'll do anything you want me to, but God's never going to choose me like he chose Mary. And I think that that's how the devil like um stops us from being who God created us to be from chasing the destiny that God has for us because um because he t- he gets us to to not believe it basically like he he stops us from believing um that we are just as chosen as Mary or just as chosen as David, that we are all um, children of God and that we all have a destiny in Jesus to do big things, to do, um, to do amazing things for Christ, that, that God can really do anything he wants in us and through us. Um, that that we're that we're all equal in God's eyes, and that um, just because each destiny looks different doesn't mean that we're less than. Um, so, um, 
So God says we are, are chosen by him to be highly favored with his grace, to pursue the destiny God has for us here and now. But do we believe that? Do we believe that God chose us too? That God didn't just choose Mary to do something significant. God didn't just just choose King David to do something significant, but that God chooses us, every single one of us, to do something amazing for his glory. Um, That we are all significant in his eyes. That we all have a destiny um, filled with joy and purpose. Like if if we don't believe that God has a destiny for us, then we'll never be able to get to the point where we say, "Your will be done." We won't ever get to to um, get to the point that Mary was in, where we'll say, "Yes, I'm your servant," because we don't believe that there's a path of destiny to begin with. If that makes sense. Um, so I think that that's one of the ways the devil stops us from moving forward um, by lying to us and telling us, well, you're, you're not one of God's special people. So yeah, sure, if God were to choose you to do something special, um, you, you could be like Mary and, and humbly say, thy will be done. But God didn't choose you, and we believe it. We believe that God didn't choose me, so I'm just ordinary, and I'm going to sit here and do nothing. Um, and that's that's sort of the lie that that I believed for a really long time is that I'm just I'm not anything special. I'm not significant in any way. Any way. I'm not chosen like Mary or any of the people in the Bible. Um, I'm just ordinary, and so um, I'm not going to ask God what my destiny is, or I'm not going to say to God, thy will be done, because um, I don't believe he's chosen me for anything. (laughs) When that's a lie, like that is a lie from the evil one. God has chosen all of us to do amazing things for his glory. Um, and when, so when we, when we figure that out, when we, when we finally say, okay, yes, I am chosen in Christ to do his good works. Um, how do we respond? How should we respond to that? Well, just like Mary did, um, I am your servant, um, In verse 30 of Luke 1, um, it says there's that word um, favor. Um, What does it say here? One second. Verse 30. um, But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. So that word favor means the kindness of a master towards his servant or of God toward men. 
Um, it also means God's grace, um, which we all have. We all have God's grace uh, when we um, when we decide to follow Jesus and make Him um, our Lord and Savior. His grace is lavished on us. Um, so that wasn't that favor didn't mean that Mary was God's favorite, if that makes sense. That um, we all have God's grace. We all are um, in favor with God when we make Jesus the Lord and Savior of our life. Uh, Which was really eye-opening for me because then it wasn't so much a like Mary and King David and all those people in the Bible are way up here and I'm just down here and so I'm not gonna try and do anything super crazy for God because he didn't choose me to do that um but rather I can have a different perspective of no we're all God's children and God can use me to do amazing things for his kingdom, just like he used Mary, just like he he used Apostle Paul, just like he used King David, that um, that I can be used in the same way. Um, there's also that phrase uh, that David was a man after God's own heart. And I think sometimes uh, we can think of it as, um, or at least this is the way I used to think of it, is that um, that God loved David more than he loved other people. That that's what that meant. That, came, that David being a man after God's own heart meant that, that God had a heart for David. And whereas it's true that God had a heart for David, I think um, it was more of... That, that David chased after God's heart. He was a man after God's own heart because he literally chased after God's heart. Um, and and that, but the, that God loved David as his child in the same way that he loves us as his children. And it's not so much a God favors people, um, more than others but that but that we are all his children and he loves us all the same and that we can all be used in amazing ways for his glory which is really eye-opening when you think about that um because then we're not just ordinary anymore but but we have this destiny we have this potential in god to do amazing things for him in the same way that like King David or Mary did. Um, another, um, so another, uh, another verse that, um, that I was reading this week was Hebrews 12, 1. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Um, and this is what, um, Strong's definition means 
for this. Um, so let us run means um, to walk hastily or strive um, with endurance. This word endurance does not mean the way we think it means, or at least the way that I thought it means. I always thought that word endurance meant like when you're working out and you want to quit, but you push yourself to keep going anyways, and it sucks and you hate it, but you're just going to force yourself to do it. So it's like you're forcing yourself to do it even though you hate it. That's not what this word endurance means um, in the Greek. Uh, the Greek word for this um, word endurance means cheerful, hopeful patience. So to be patient, cheerfully, and hopefully, like with hope and cheer, being patient, which to, to me doesn't really make any sense. Like how can you be patient with cheer and hope? But, um, but that's, that's what that means. Um, and then the race um, means effort or goal. Um, and then this phrase uh, that is set before us means destined joy, which is so cool. I love that, um, that meaning that it means destined joy. So God has a specific destined path laid and set before us that um, won't always be easy to run, but will be filled with joy as we put an effort with cheerful, hopeful patience. I set my eyes on Jesus and put my hope in his plan and purpose for my journey. God has many blessings planned for me, but I can't run ahead or behind in the journey. I must keep in step in the course set before me, trusting God's timing, plan, and purpose for my life is so much better than my own. Trusting in God's plan with cheerful, hopeful patience. I know he has a destined joy for me, so I won't run on my own. I will run next to him who knows the way to go. We can look forward to the destined joy God has for our future, but a big part of endurance is finding joy in our current destination. So God had a a destiny filled with joy for Mary in, in carrying the Son of God. But he has a destiny of joy for all of us too. Um, we just have to be patient with hope and cheer as we hold the hand of Jesus in this path that we're walking, in this destiny that he set out before us, that each one of us has a unique destiny, a unique path. Um, but, but we have to hold the hand, hand of Jesus in walking that path. And we can look forward and be excited about the destiny that God has for us um, and and believe that God can use us in 
big ways. Um, but we also need to find joy in the destination he has for us right now. Um, and whatever God has us doing right now, um, that we can find purpose and meaning and joy while being hopeful and patient uh, for the future. And that's not just um, the future of heaven with God, right? Like we, um, when we choose to follow Jesus, we have that promise of, of heaven with him um, and that we can be um, cheerful and hopeful for that. Um, but, but I think God also wants to be cheerful and hopeful in, um, in our lives here in, in the journey here and now. Um, John 15, seven says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will, it will be done for you. So Strong's definition of abide in me means something has established itself permanently within my soul and always exerts its power in me. Oh, I love that definition. So we find our destined joy and blessing when we allow Jesus to establish himself and his Holy Spirit permanently in our souls, filling us with the power of his Holy Spirit. How is Jesus going to permanently establish, um, or how is Jesus going to be permanently established in our souls if we aren't connecting with him every day? We may have the promise of heaven with him, but we miss out on the blessing he has for us here and now on this earth, the destiny he has for us here and now in this life when we are lazy and connecting with him. There is a blessing, there is a destiny, there is a purpose and a plan that God has for each one of us that can make just as big of a difference as Mary did, as um, King David did, as Apostle Paul did. That We don't have to wait around and, um, and wait to be chosen. You know, we don't have to wait for an angel to come to us and say, you're chosen. You're a special person of God to do this amazing thing. No, like God said, we are all chosen. We are all adopted. We are all his children. And that in seeking Jesus and, and seeking him every single day, we will find the, the destiny that God has for us the the path that he has laid out before us to do big amazing things for him um but sitting and waiting for him to call us is not going to do anything um he wants us to seek him and discover the path he, that he has laid out before us um in in seeking him like he he is always seeking us he always 
is going to love us and pour into us, but we, we're not going to see the blessing or see the, see the, his pursuit of us, see the path that he has laid out for us if we're not being open to him. Um, I had this, um, thought the other day of my mind my my head being like open like cut open and God with this picture of like wisdom and information and knowledge and him just like pouring all of this information into my head and I thought it made me think of the phrase it's good to be open-minded, that that, um, that I can be an open-minded person, but what am I being open-minded to? Am I being open-minded to the world or am I being open-minded to God? Because I can't, I can't do both. I can't be both. And so when I'm, I'm open-minded to the world, even though I'm even though I believe in Jesus and even though I have the promise of going to heaven, um, if I choose to be open-minded to the world and not to be open-minded to God, I miss out on the blessing here and now and the destiny God has for me here and now on this earth. But if I decide I'm not going to be open-minded to the world, I'm going to be open-minded to God and, and what he has for me and the wisdom he has for me and the path that he has for me. Um, I'm accepting the blessing that he has for me here and now in this life and I can be used just like Mary and Joseph and and, um, King David and the people in the Bible. I can be used just like them to make a big difference for his glory Um, and I'm not just an ordinary person because I believe that I'm not just an ordinary person and I'm opening my mind to God and I'm opening my heart to God and, and I'm connecting with Jesus every single day. So, um, I don't know if that, if that all makes sense. It's a lot of information and I'm still trying to make sense of it all myself, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just really cool to think, um, that, that we have this destiny, that we have this destiny of joy, not just in heaven but here on earth that that God has a a joy-filled destiny planned for every single one of us but we need to reach for it we need to be accept accepting to it um he's not going to force it on us we have to say yes just like just like Mary we have to reply saying I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. We can pray that. We can pray, God, I believe you have a destiny for me here on this earth to make a big difference for your glory. I am your servant. May your will be done in my life. May your word and your plan be fulfilled. So that's... um, that's my prayer for myself, but also for you, um, that, that God will open your eyes to 
his joy-filled destiny for you on this earth. That it's not just in heaven. Heaven's going to be amazing. But the destiny that he has for you and that you will uh, learn what it means to um, to be cheerfully and hopefully patient in in the walk of that path um, that you will you will discover the path that God has laid out before you specifically for you and that you will find joy in pursuing that path um, that's just so cool to think about that we that God has a unique plan for each one of us, a destiny for each one of us that is filled with joy and that will make a big difference for his kingdom. Um, so that's all I have. I hope that all made sense and connected um, in some cool way for you. Um, thank you for listening to the When I Am Weak podcast. My name is Bethany Sloan. Hi everyone, this is Bethany. I just wanted to let you guys know that my book, When I Am Weak by Bethany Sloan is out. You can find it on Amazon um, or at um, barnesandnoble.com. Again, it is titled, titled When I Am Weak by Bethany Sloan and it is $11.95 for the soft cover. Um, So go check it out. Okay, thanks guys.